Welcome to Embrace Your Brain's exciting new series called Embracing the Mature Mind. Join Dr. Dee Coulter as she explores the natural brilliance awaiting us all in the upper decades. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic will be bookmarks, motivation, and grace. We've been talking a bit about these bookmarks, and I'm curious about how in the world we can use them to inspire the people we come in contact with. They might be your grandkids. They might be your kids. They might just be a friend who's kind of down and out. So what can we do? Let me tell you about some unsettling research that's from way back, and it, it kind of shakes up teachers and parents if they know about it. They took these two kindergartens, and in each room they set up a table full of delicious art supplies. Paper, crayons, pens, chalks, also brushes, paint. And in one room, the teachers were asked to just simply let the kids go over to the table and do things. If you went over it all, you could just say, what are you working on? Or, that looks fun. But no comments about the quality of the work. In the other room, the teachers were to go over there fairly often and praise the kids. Oh, that's a marvelous picture. That looks wonderful. And what is that? Oh, that's great. So here's the unsettling part. In two weeks' time, when you went into those rooms, the kids in the highly praised room, they didn't go to the art supply table anymore. The ones where the praise was held back, they were still there thoroughly enjoying their work. Well, so what are we supposed to do? But if we can't praise them, how can we motivate them? Well, there are two kinds of motivation. The kids in the table where they were getting praised all the time were being given extrinsic motivation. It's coming from outside of them. And that works for the short run, to act like a cheerleader and praise the kids. And it's very tempting as parents and grandparents to do that. The other room where they kept working at the art, they were drawing on something we'd call intrinsic motivation. The passion seemed to be coming from within them. Those were functioning without praise. And we could say, yeah, but what about, what about kids that are just apathetic? You can't just let that go because nothing is happening inside. And that's where those bookmarks come in. I was trying to explain this recently to a friend who's a, who was a piano student for a long time. And I said, well, you know, think back. When your piano teacher gave you a new piece, maybe it was harder than the ones you'd had before. And that was a little bit surprising. And then the teacher said, I know this looks challenging, but I think you can do it. See, there's the bookmark. I think you can do it. Whoa, that's a cool thing. This teacher thinks you're better than you thought you were. And so you're going to be drawn to practice because you're living into that picture that the teacher held for you. So perhaps we can cry it, try to set up those kinds of situations for the people around us. The opportunities to step in. I had a conversation with a super friend of mine. I would say that she is about the best motivator of children that I've ever seen. And she was a, she's a drama teacher, and she absolutely was able to draw out the best in her students for decades. She was just a miracle worker. And so I told her about the concerns I had, and 
are mulling of what in the world to do to motivate kids nowadays, and especially the ones that are kind of freaked out from all the COVID stuff. They're depressed, they're anxious. How do we recover with them? And what she said surprised me. She said, well, what you have to do is it helps to be a little bit eccentric. So that means you're going to say things that the kids didn't expect. And you have to go deeper. You have to be tough on them, she said. It's a situational thing. The teacher, she said, they don't teach. They create a situation for the student or the young artist or the athlete. It's one that the kids can barely see their way out of, and then you persuade them that there's so much light at the end of that tunnel. But that's all you can do. The learner has to choose. Maybe at an unconscious level, she said, but if they're destined to grow, they're going to try. With her theater work, she said, casting is everything. And she'd use casting to create invitations to grow. Well, we can think about that no matter what we're doing with friends or people that we're supporting, even workers that we're working with. The casting is everything. The offer of a new task that's a little bit challenging, that's where, it's, where the magic is. So we present the offer with the picture that the person can do it, and then they make the choice to step into it. I think that's so stimulating. <laughs> so I had to share that with you. So now we also were going to be talking about grace a little bit, and I've been gathering comments from people, and maybe you'll have some too. I just want to offer one piece today, and then you can add that to as you incubate about things and mull about whether maybe you'd like to write me with your thoughts on it too. I'll try to pull them all together for next time. We'll dive into that delicious question of what is grace and how do we activate it. The one thing I could offer at this point is that I'm pretty sure from the things I'm hearing that there's a quality of slowness inside grace. The speed that nature is at, the speed that children are at when they're at play, when they're engaged in their own worlds. And you could say, well, what about someone that's a magnificent diver? I remember Greg Luganis, who was an Olympic diver, and, and he had such grace. It, it just kind of took our breath away. Some of, the, some of the Kenyan runners that are in the boulder, boulder around here, they, they, you see them run and you think, are they touching the ground? Such grace. And you say, well, that's not slow. The diver wasn't slow. The runners aren't slow. But there's a slowness in their speed. There's a, almost a slow motion going on within them that gives them the grace to move swiftly without effort. So think about that. Think about the fact that part of grace is slowing down from the hectic speed of the normal day. If we introduce grace into our day, there's this slow motion nature that goes on inside. I hope to hear from you. I'd love to know more thoughts about what you think about grace. Thank you. Bye-bye. Two weeks from now, we'll see you again. I really hope you'll join me in this important conversation. Please send your comments for sharing to d at embraceyourbrain.com. I look forward to hearing from you.